Game Devs Quest. I beat you to it, Rhett. Yes, you did. Uh, you. I believe this is episode 9, but it may be episode 8 or 10. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome back. Uh, it's been a long week. I feel like it's been a long time since I've spoken to Rhett. Um, it's an interesting week. We kind of did our own thing for the most part. We caught up and spent i don't know maybe only like an hour coding this week um so we didn't uh didn't get a lot done in that regard but i think it was a productive week uh in different ways we did a lot of artwork Rhett did a lot of writing this week um so it's going to be maybe a little bit of a different episode but uh i think it'd be pretty fun so how'd your week go Rhett? Oh, my week went okay. Um, I'm gearing up for a vacation this weekend, so it's kind of part of why my schedule is just like so wonky. Um, yeah, spring break, isn't you it? Know, I guess it is spring break. Yeah, yeah. Allie is um, on spring break this this week, just starting today. So, right. Well, and it's, it kind of sucks because I didn't even think that it was spring break until like yesterday, and I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> well, it's because we don't have spring break. We just work. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's funny that like, because Bailey just had her finals too, so it's like even her little extended break, like extended weekend kind of lines up with spring break as well. So it's kind of just like this weird culmination. But yeah, we're going to go to Reno uh, for the weekend, nice. which, uh, you know, people might be wondering why. Um, well, it's because I just want to go drive somewhere that has a beautiful drive and do some little bit of gambling but also like there's a lot of history up in that area um and so we're gonna go see like some of the old mining towns and stuff like that and just i don't know you know nice. just just see somewhere new you, so you um, guys are driving that's probably like what 10 hours eight hours yeah eight hours okay yeah know. so it's not like not i mean terrible. that's a long drive but but you go past like tahoe um, don't you um yeah it's uh kind of like up in the same area yeah so, yeah, yeah, it would be I a think, really pretty drive. Yeah, exactly. So um, I've never been over that in that area. And, uh, like, you know, I know that they're hundreds of miles apart, but it's like I went to Vegas last year, and I just really liked, you know, the whole, like, high desert thing. Um, yeah, maybe you get some like inspiration for some games. <laughs> right, exactly, you know? So <laughs> I'm just excited to see something different, and that's kind of like what me and Bailey are all about, just like going and seeing you know places so i can't think of a single reason not to yet people are always surprised they're like you're going to reno what are you a 85 year old grandmother <laughs> um, uh, i i've only been to whatever. reno once and it was uh like a layover flight and uh <laughs> i don't know that was it there were some slot machines i'm there. sure that right yeah i'm sure that perfectly describes what reno is too, <laughs> <a layover. laughs> yeah probably um but, um, well, cool, man. Yeah, and I don't know. And I'm just kind of excited about it, like all the classic, you know, classic casinos and stuff like that, too. Um, I know Reno's kind of dwindling in that regard, but, but yeah, my schedule's changed because of all that. And so that's why we couldn't code. And I ended up having to work on days where I would have been free in the evening and, uh, all this sort of stuff so that I could be free today and for the weekend. Um, 
But, you but it still wasn't made... totally unproductive. Yeah, I was going to say, you still made progress, sounds like. Yeah, and actually, like, I mean, I, I hadn't mentioned this to you yet, Taylor, but it's like, so, just just jumping in, like Taylor said, like, I got a lot of writing done, which feels great. Like, I've been working on a lot of stories, um, and, like, writing to me, it feels good. Like, I might have mentioned this last week, but to me, it's like, when I do it and I get in the in the zone, it is so much more fun than, like, anything else I do. Like, it's so much more fun than playing video games, you know? It's, like, so much more fun than, like, watching my favorite show. Like, it feels so good. And so even, like, I just got a, I got a whole chapter done. Dang. Um, yeah, and uh, and it reads really well, and it's, like, exactly what I wanted. So that felt really great and, like, really re-inspired me to, like, double down on my creative efforts. Um, That's cool. Was this I for the uh, book you started writing during the, what is the week called? Or month? The or... month. NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. Yeah. Was this like a uh, continuation of that, basically? or? Yeah. So uh, not for th- not for the one that just happened, 2016. Uh, this is actually my 2015 novel, which um, I s- obviously started in 2015. Um, it's about a wizard who doesn't have magic. Like, he can't use magic. <laughs> <laughs> um. And, yeah, that, uh, so he's like not really a wizard then, <laughs> or he used right, to be. Right, like to that's use magic. kind of like that's kind of the fun part about it. Like he is a wizard because he's trained in wizard stuff, but <laughs> he can't use his magic. Like, <laughs> he, so he basically is kind of like a glorified like scholar or like academic. I be, he's basically kind of like an Indiana Jones like archaeologist who, um, is, is like in you know with like magic stuff like he knows magic stuff okay I, I wasn't sure if you were going for like a comedy or like uh... no it sounds funny when you say it because it kind of reminds me now of like terry pratchett Have you ever read his Discworld? i haven't no yeah, well the first one's called the color uh, of magic and it's all about this wizard called Rincewind who knows one spell um and he becomes like a tour guide for some like rich dude and he wants to go see like all the most dangerous parts of Discworld. And you later learn that the one spell that Rincewind knows is like the most powerful spell in the world, but he can't access it because he doesn't like know how to access like that portion of his mind. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, he's a wizard who literally knows no magic. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you haven't read Discworld, uh, Taylor or listener, like I highly recommend it. It is the best satire you'll ever read. Like it's better than Douglas Adams. Really? Um, yeah, it's better guide. than Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. It's like the same vein. It's okay. all English, you know, satire. But Terry Pratchett hits the head on all of these, like, fantasy motifs. Okay. And some of the stories are really good. My favorite that I've read so far is called Guards, Guards. And it's about this... <laughs> um, it's about this human who grew up with dwarves as an adopted, like, uh, as, like, a foster child, but he doesn't know that he's a human, and he's, like, almost seven feet tall. He's, like, six and a half feet tall, <laughs> and he thinks he's a dwarf, <laughs> and he goes and he joins the city watch at the, like, capital city of this world, and he just, like, whoops ass wherever he goes, but he's, like, the biggest idiot of all time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about those those books, but I was kind of, like intimidated because there's like 40 or something of them right you do not have to read them in order okay <clears throat> that is that. the best part yeah that's nice 
The Color of Magic is really like worth reading, even though it's probably one of his worst, I'd say, just because you get to see so much, because it's literally like a glorified tour guide book. Hmm. Of Discworld? <clears throat> of Discworld. Got it. And you see a lot of of like common motifs that run throughout the other stuff. And then Guards Guards is my favorite I've read so far, but there's some other ones. I can send you a list later, but yeah. um well <laughs> just uh for the listeners, Rhett is like an insane reader. Um when I first met him in high school I I was in high school, he was in middle school. He was reading like Wheel of Time and Sort of Truth and I had never <laughs> heard of any of these books and he like, you know, picks one up and it's like three pounds or whatever and like (laughs) a thousand pages i'm like dude what the heck who is this guy but you did uh actually most of the books that i've read uh at least fiction books have been recommended by you (laughs) like uh the only star wars books i've ever read are the han solo trilogy um i mean like name of the wind um so good name of the wind's my favorite just so everybody knows (laughs) I think I'm not sure if you recommended the Dark Tower or if I was reading that before, but you I read that because of you. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you had the Gunslinger, and you're like, yeah, it's a really weird book, and you loaned it to me. Okay. You had like the co- you had the copy of the Gunslinger that had like pictures inside. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool looking which, book. Yeah, dude, all of those like that edition of all those books are super good. The only ones that I have that had the pictures inside are the last three. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, uh, you were the one that convinced me to read those and I devoured Gunslinger. Yeah. I, I was on like, actually like, I, if I remember now, now that you say that, I think I was on like book four when you started <laughs> and then you like finished book seven before. I mean, I just finished book four this year. <laughs> 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 uh, I did go yeah. on to finish the entire series, uh, which I'm. I feel like very accomplished about because it, I think I started reading that like junior year of high school. So that was like 10, 11, 12 years ago. <laughs> Dude, so, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, the movie's coming out this summer. I know. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why I picked it back up. So looks pretty badass. Yeah. Um, Matthew McConaughey is like one of my favorites right now because of Interstellar. And of course, like yeah. True Detective was amazing. And, um, and mud was really good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I started reading that because of you and I actually ended up finishing it really quick. The whole series because me and Kurt got into like a reading race. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember those conversations and didn't Kurt kind of like dupe you and he pretended yeah, he fucking like straight up lied to me pretty much. And he like, he to this day, he's like, I didn't lie. I just didn't say he's like, I just said that I might go to the library and you assumed that that meant, to get the book i was like that's fucking lying you asshole like i literally gave you a chance to get caught up to have it be an honorable (laughs) duel and you fucking read the book right like while i was giving you a chance to get caught up (laughs) like if that's not a lie i don't know what is you know like uh that's such a back in the day like that's such a curt thing to do and it's also (laughs) such a high school like competition (laughs) i just Uh, love like because i could imagine him still the way he said it he's like no i said i might go to the library tonight (laughs) i already went to the library and got the book (laughs) he was going to return it (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Actually, after that, that like really ruined the series for me. I didn't finish it for like another three years. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, so Kurt was really like, won. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like I, I was probably a hundred pages into Dark Tower, and Kurt was like, 
Kurt was like, wait for me to get the book at the library. And I was like, okay. So I waited for him. And then he read the book. And then I just like couldn't gain interest in it anymore. I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. So I put the book down and then I finished it my senior year. <clears throat> that was like my, that ended up being like my sophomore year in high school. And then I finished it my senior year. Oh, okay. Well, and I, I don't know. Like I stopped in the middle of Wizard and Glass, which was just a slow book. Um, oh, it's so freaking slow. And I, I swear I tried rereading it like two or three times and then I just got it on audiobook and like powered through it. But I mean, the, the last, I feel like the first three books are amazing. And then the last like... Wasteland is one of the best oh, like, yeah, dude. amalgamations of science fiction and fantasy oh. and horror that I've ever read. Yeah, I that one is, is my favorite. <laughs> I, I forgot though, like one of my friends at work was reading... Uh, or she had finished uh, uh, Wastelands. And then I was like, oh, wasn't it so awesome, like, with Blaine? And then she's like, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm like, what? But that happens in the in book four. It uh, ends it, on book three. Yeah. Like, it starts on it book three leaves and in ends a cliffhanger. on book four. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. But after after Wastelands, there they were some good ones, but it was not, I don't know. They just kind of dragged, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, Wizard but. and Glass was really good, but it's so dense and so long. And, like, the payoff was really good at the end. Yeah. Like, I feel like the whole, like, him, like, rounding up all those people in the canyon and, like, killing them all. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, and then, like, letting his girlfriend die so he could pursue the Dark Tower. Like, spoiler alert. Yeah, oops. Um, we should like, put that. <laughs> we, yeah, we should uh, not spoil it for everybody, I guess, but too late yeah, well maybe. whatever everybody stops reading at that point anyway yeah. so let me save everyone the trouble and you could just skip it <laughs> it's pretty much the book where you discover like how roland like gets on his quest to go after the dark tower true like yeah. um and so that was like a cool payoff and then wolves of the Cala was really great i really liked that um that was actually like one of my favorites yeah i i really liked wolves of the Cala too I read that book in a day. Oh, geez. That one's also a really big one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I read it in a day, which is that's the book that Kurt, like, decided he was going to lie to me about because because he, he knew, like, Kurt knew he could read faster than me, but I had, like, I had marathon binge sessions yeah. where I could, like, do that. And then he, saw, he like, knew that the next book was, like, really short, and he's like, oh, God, like, Rhett's going to get way ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. But Song of Susanna took me a lot to get through. You know I actually, a lot of people say Song of Susanna is, like, terrible, at least out of the people I've talked to, and I actually enjoyed it. It was short and sweet, and I thought some cool stuff happened with uh, with Susanna in there. And um, Mordred and all that, yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah, there's some cool yeah, exactly. stuff, like... Um, but, anyways, that was kind of so, a topic. <laughs> yeah, so books are great. Um, so I did a lot of writing, and I also... Um, Worked a lot on music. I've been working on a musical for um, several months now. And for some reason this month, I was like really inspired to like really work on some of like tighten down some of like the music, like the songs and stuff that I've been. Wait, you're writing it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Somebody like jokingly mentioned when I was working at the theater doing Wizard of Oz last summer, they were like, there should be a musical about Bigfoot or something like that. And I was like, yeah, there should be. And there might be. I don't know. And so I decided to start writing a musical about 
Bigfoot. And it's actually kind of, is the idea started off called, uh, it was called Duel of Taints, the musical, which Duel of Taints is my other podcast. <laughs> um, but so I'm taking like the Duel of Taints, uh, idea and attributing it just to like our Bigfoot debates and hunts and stuff that we went on. (laughs) And so I have like the whole like first act like penned out and have some really good songs, I think. That's cool. And I was, yeah, I was really inspired to like work on that a lot this week. And I even actually like recorded some, um, really like rough, rough cuts. Uh, but, uh, had a lot of fun with that. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's, that was fun. Nice. Um, and then also, Kane, uh, my co-host from Duel of Taints, um, wanted to try stand-up comedy for the first time, which is something that I do every once in a while. And uh, so I went with him, and I like worked on all new jokes, and uh, went up there and did like six minutes, and fucking had a blast. Like I couldn't, I, I had so much fun last night. I came home. I mean, I was really tired, but um, it, it was not a huge crowd, but. And they were not lively at all, but I feel like just listening back to my jokes and and the response I got from the people that I actually like and care about, like uh, probably one of my best sets. And Kane went up and did his first time and did really like did better than I did uh, my first like dozen times ever doing it. And uh, I was really impressed with that. And a bunch of comics like congratulated him and told him he did really well. Um, nice. So uh, I think he's probably going to do that again. <laughs> And I think I might too. Uh, I had a lot of fun like working on new jokes and like figuring out new ways to get some laughs. So um, that's a that's like an art form that's like way more um, fulfilling almost too than like anything. You know, like you go up and play a show and you do really well playing music, and that feels really good. Like there's just something about being on stage. But then when you're the only one up there and you know you can't hide behind like <laughs> your drum set or your guitar yeah. or whatever, like. <laughs> It's really surreal. And then when you do good, it feels like three times as earned as it does when you're like playing with a band, you know? Yeah, so. man. I can't imagine like whenever I played, I was always behind the set, like not having to to speak or anything, you know? So Yeah. Which I still haven't yeah. seen you uh, do stand-up comedy, but I, I definitely should because you're a funny guy. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Well, one of these days, I don't know. Uh, if something ever lines up, you should come on up and yeah, check sure. it out. I mean, at least... At least, uh, you know, come up and we can catch a comedy show or something. Yeah. Um, the funny <laughs> thing is when I first started working at PH Tech a couple years ago, like before or like the week before I got, uh, it was my first day, they took me out to a comedy club like as a team building thing. And I didn't know yeah. anyone, but it was the same place that you perform at. And yeah. Just, did you do, you did like, imp- like it was they an were improv doing like night. improv? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you probably, like, saw a bunch of people that, like, I'm friends with. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> which is, uh, that's really cool. And that's, like, was a common thing they did. They offered, like, corporate team building oh, okay. <clears throat> stuff. And you go there, and sometimes you could do, like, you would do classes where the company is, like, all of their employees are, like, learning to do improv stuff together. Oh, interesting. That's so cool. that was, like, a common thing they did. Also, just, like, doing an improv show. Yeah. Um, Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a fun theater, dude. Um, I have a lot of fun at any time I'm in there. Yeah. So. Well, it sounds like you had a pretty, like, crazy week. <laughs> uh, yeah, it felt like it just felt world. And then I, I felt bad, like, always having to have an excuse when I texted you at night. You know, like, you're like, you want to code? <laughs> I'm like, uh. <laughs> well, we, we were kind of, like, on opposite ends of the spectrum because I, like, didn't really have anything going on this last week. I was just, like, kind of feel like programming. 
And I got, uh, on like Saturday, last Saturday or something, I got like pretty stuck on one of the games I've been trying to program. And it just was kind of demoralizing. So then I jumped into art a lot this week, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, since I didn't really have anything, like I felt like I was kind of bugging you, but I was just like, well, maybe Rut's free. Maybe we can program. Um, and I've been finding myself really just wanting to, le- to work on our project. But I don't want to like right. do it without you, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So, um, Yeah, this week I... I mean, I did do some programming. I worked on... Uh, I don't know if I talked about it last week or if, if I even started that last week. Uh, I did some more cat-like coding um, tutorials. Oh, good. And there's this one, uh, the second tutorial is like uh, kind of like a fractal generator. And uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know if I could fully understand or explain what, what went on, but it basically like you'd pick like a cube or like a sphere or something in unity. And then it would take the different directions, like uh, left, right, front, back, top, bottom. I think they didn't do bottom. And then it would just like uh, create new, like child objects of like that sphere or cube that are the same. And it would, it would just do them in this certain order and they'd be like a certain percentage smaller than the parent object. And uh, so it looks really cool. It like kind of makes this fractal, like 3D fractal kind of thing. Um, and then it was kind of a long tutorial, so I didn't finish it. But eventually they started adding in colors, and so it like goes from being like solid white to like yellow as it like stretches out. And there's like all these child ones. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I'm excited to finish it because it sounds like it's going to become like much more random. Um, so that was fun. Uh, I did a lot of, a lot of what I did was, uh, I started sketching a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I just grabbed like some computer paper and like a pen and just, um, started sketching things out of my head. And I realized we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I realized that like when I try and sketch things out of my head, they end up looking really bad. <laughs> uh, but then like I was looking at my cat and I did a sketch of my cat and I feel like that was the best sketch that I did this week, but I was just like looking at him and like having that point of reference really helped because it could be like, oh, you know, his fur on his back kind of slicks back. Whereas like mm-hmm. the fur on his sides is like much more fluffy and kind of like uh, goes a different direction than the fur on his back. And so like I could do that in the sketch, whereas like if I was just thinking about it in my head, I have no idea. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about that, how like, you know, artists do look at a lot of images and stuff uh, to get, like, inspiration or, like, you know, oh, what does it look like to have a braid in their hair a certain way? And then they model it after that. Um, so that was fun. Then I also did a decent amount of uh, pixel art, like, playing with pixel art. Um, and we'll post some of the art, because Rhett did some sketches, too. Um, well, I don't know if we should open up our, maybe we should make our, um, art folder public so people can see them. Um, Might be good. Or people should definitely keep in mind that uh, <laughs> we're not artists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I was pretty impressed with like your cat sketch, dude. Like that one. <clears throat> oh, that was the one you were talking about when we were, you know, talking about sketching and stuff. And when I saw that, I was like, "Damn, that's really good." <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. I mean, like, 
I'm not um I'm not by any means good, but I it was a little bit of a it's, confidence boost because I thought I was much worse than than what I might actually be. But it also is just not being scared to try cuz like, you know, I originally I'm like, "Oh, I'm just so bad. Like I don't even know what I would draw and like I don't know what this would look like and it's going to look so terrible." And you could see in some of the sketches like I tried starting some things. Like I tried do- drawing this guy's face and it looks so stupid. Um, but <laughs> it's okay. Like just move on and go on to something better or something different, you know, might find, find something of your own. Or like I, in another sketch, I have like this skull and I was looking at a picture of the skull. I don't think it's the, the worst. The skull looks dope. Oh, you like it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think it's like great. Um, it Like I was trying to do like shadows but it ends up kind of making it look like the skull has hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. I can see that now. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. But I had this idea because, and I told Rhett about this. Um, but me and Rhett, like when we were in bands together um, outside of school, we did like a lot of rock slash hardcore slash metal or kind of along those lines. Um, and we both really like listening to metal. So I was like, dude, we should do like a metal themed game app where it's like, you know, something simple where it just has like static uh, art that's like flying around the screen. Like the there's no animations or anything. And maybe it'd be like some kind of like Candy Crush or like, you know, asteroids or something like that. And you just have like skulls flying around and like, you know, you shoot with like a guitar and stuff like that. So <laughs> I, that's kind of why I like had some inspiration to try and draw a skull. But uh uh so yeah, I did a lot of a lot of drawing. I only put up two sketches. Um, but, uh, I also did some pixel art, which was so much fun. Um, yeah. And they turned out really, really well. Thanks, man. Yeah. I was, I was really happy with how they turned out. I like, cause I was mentioning to you earlier, like, you know, six weeks ago or something when we were first starting to talk about this, I like was doing some little tutorials. And I think I even posted those, uh, the links I was using as like, man, I am so bad at this. Like, this is terrible like i'm not gonna be a good artist but this week i just like wasn't following any tutorials i just kind of like drew what i felt like and uh yeah it was fun it like that boy that boy one you have it like looks professional oh thanks (laughs) i i mean most of them i like the the two well i guess i have a cat one that i posted but that was from a long time ago but i the like triangle priest that one came out of my head you could see a sketch i did uh from that one yeah um and that like you know i just figured it out as i went same with the night like um i just like well i saw that one picture on twitter of like this guy who was posting some of his really awesome pixel art and there was like gladiators and stuff um but i wasn't like looking at that while i was trying to draw it um but the boy um, was definitely an, inspired by Stardew Valley, and uh, I didn't like copy pixel by pixel or anything like that. But I was like, every once in a while, I had like a tab open of like uh, characters in Stardew Valley, and I kind of like look at it just to see like, like it was really hard for me to figure out how to do the hair and have it look like it's kind of slicked back. But you can see like um, above one of his eyes, there's like this one dot that's like skin. And then on the other eye, there's like hair that's over the top of the eye, just just for one pixel. And yeah. I got that from Stardew Valley. Um, and I think like those little details make it look a lot better. Makes it looks so real. Yeah, it's weird. Because it looks like 
I mean, it looks like he's got his hair combed right there. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, it looks really fucking good, dude. Like when I saw that, I, at first I was, at first when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, he saved this for inspiration." I was like, "Well, it's not in his inspiration folder," and I was like, "Is he taking credit for this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Well, he had to have fucking drawn this then." Like that's like where my mind went, you know? Like, uh, well, thanks, man. Yeah, like I don't think it's amazing, but I was like happy with myself, like, um. You know, it was just a boost of confidence, but it all it, it all just stems back from actually doing it, you know? And I was scared right. to do it for so long. But now it's kind of like I have these couple of things that I made that I that I feel like are decent, so now I'm, like, just wanting to do pixel art, which is cool. Yeah, that's so. really cool. I'm glad, like, I'm glad that you're really into that because it, it inspires me because that's the thing is, like, I'm into it, but I'm also like really bad, you know. <laughs> well, so am artist. I, dude. Probably like how you felt, you know. And so, yeah. Well, and, and I tried pixel art. I jumped right in when we first started the podcast and everything, and failed miserably. I was just like, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly what I did. But it kind of was like, you know, I wasn't having success coding this week, really. And so I just, you know, well, part of it too is like, well, I'm sucking at coding, so let's draw for 15 minutes. And then I was like, well, maybe I should start drawing like, you know, 15 minutes a day just to see what yeah. happens, you know? It's kind of just that, uh, like, doing it. You know, the more you do it, the better you're, you're going to get. So, um, and I learned a lot this week because um, I'm using paint.net. Um, and I've used it in the past, but just like very little. Um, but I learned some cool stuff about it, especially when it comes to pixel art. Like you can put a uh, like a, a grid down, and you can see like you know, it looks like graph paper or something. You can see like the actual grids, and that was cool. Like I I basically just like made uh, the canvas size like really small, like 100 by 100 or 50 by 50 pixels, and then you put the grid in, and you can just like use it as kind of like a map basically, and uh, you know, there's a lot, of, like when I first started too, there's a lot of little things that just like frustrate you. Like um, I mentioned to you before, like I was trying to do for the triangle priest, I was trying to do like these lines. And at first I was mm -hmm. doing them by hand and it was looking really crappy. So then I was, I discovered it had like a line tool and I like used the line tool, but it's like everything was kind of like blurry. Like you put the line down, it's not just pixels. It's like really blurry. When I first did that, I was like actually getting really pissed off. Like, I was like, "This is stupid. I don't even want to use this anymore because like this tool is crappy." But it's just me not knowing how to use it. Um, mm -hmm. And I discovered that I don't remember for that particular one that you could just like make it pixelated and it doesn't have like the blurred edges. I think it's like the anti-aliasing or something um, that I had to turn off. Right. Um, and also with like resizing too. Um, I put something in the show notes that I thought was handy. Like when I, I had to like follow a guide to figure out how to do that. Cause like when I first made it, it's so small that when you save it as like a PNG file or something, it's tiny and you like can't see it um, outside of the program. And so I, I decided like I should blow it up. But when I blow it up, like everything got blurry and it would like blend together. Mm -hmm. But, um, you actually, it, when you go into like the the resize, you actually have to set the resampling to nearest neighbor, and that just makes it so that like um, there's no blurring effect. Like it it doesn't pick up what 
the the neighbor is like or something. I don't really know, but it basically makes it so that the pixels don't get blurry. So like those little things, like it sounds stupid, but those little things that I learned just felt like such a win. You know, it like made me more confident and like made me want to do it more. So, Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really, it's really inspiring for me to hear too. Cause, um, you know, like we've been working on this, um, text thing, this console app and it's so much fun. And it's like, I love, I mean, shit, I read all the time. So I have no, I have an imagination. I don't like need help, but there is something about like planning for the future. And when I think about like what we're going to do after this, like, you know, there's definitely art somewhere in there, mm-hmm. but like, I was like, well, Taylor thinks he's not an artist and like, I'm not really an artist. Uh, you know, it's like, I don't want to have to like forgo having cool images or mm-hmm. things like that just because like we suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and I definitely sort of believe like just, just use what you got, use what's your strengths are. I mean, but it's cool to see you like leaping straight in because well, look, I mean, I'm blown away by these pixel things, and <clears throat> I know you don't think that they're cool, but it's like I said, the first one I opened up was the Triangle Priest, and I was just like, fuck, dude, like, Taylor read my mind, like, he's <laughs> fucking, he, like, did every part of this image, like, caters to my, <laughs> like, <laughs> my fancies, and um, and then I saw the knight and the boy and all that sort of stuff, and I was like, holy cow, like I said, dude, I thought you, like, ripped that boy off. Or, like, maybe put it in the wrong folder. <laughs> and so it's cool seeing you do it because you believed you weren't good, uh, just like I believed. So it kind of inspires me to do it. And I cool. think, like, I mean, if it only gets better from what you've done, like, <laughs> we're going to have some cool shit, you know? <laughs> I'm hoping it gets better. Uh, my assumption is it's going to be a lot of worse ones. <laughs> But, uh... See, and it's cool, like, you're talking about the boy thing, and it reminds me of, like, what we talked about, like, when we talked the other night about art, and I said, it's just like any other craft. I mean, this is what I sort of believe. I'm not good at art, but I have my little shortcuts and my little tricks, right? Like, um, like here's how I draw, like, uh, this thing. Like, you put the line here, and you do that, and it's like, boom, done, mm-hmm. you know, like, a lot of times, like, when I draw cubes and stuff, like, I start with three lines. Like, that's, like, a little, like... It's like an algorithm. Trick. Right, yeah, exactly. And so you're talking about, like, doing this whole thing, and you're like, look at the little dot above the eye and the shading beneath the chin. Yeah. And it's like, those are, like, little tricks that you're going to be able to take from this and plug into every art you do from now on. Yeah. And it's going to keep unlocking and, like, it's going to keep building on everything that you know until you have, like, this little armor of craft that even when you feel like you're in over your head doing something, you pull from these little tricks that you know yeah, and make something cool. Even when you're not feeling it, you know, like if you're uninspired or you're in over your head or whatever, you know? Right. And that doesn't just go for art. That goes for everything. Listener. (laughs) That goes for life. (laughs) Our one Uh, listener. I know. Who's probably me or you. (laughs) No, it's one of our moms for sure. Yeah, probably. Um, that was something this so yeah. week that was uh, like, well, because we launched last Friday, basically. Like we put up our podcast live. Yeah. And uh, 
Dude, I'm such an idiot. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how, like, I, I normally look at Twitter, like, but the, like Twitter moments for news. Um, yeah. But I don't normally like look at my page or anything like that. But dude, like after we posted and I was like, oh man, it's live. Like I got to tweet something and like you tweeted a bunch of stuff and whatever. I'm like looking at game devs quest, like followers and it's like. It stuck at 15 the, the whole week. <laughs> I'm like, man, we like at first I'm like, oh, dude, we're going to get a couple more followers, you know, even if it's like 20 or something like, oh, that, that feels like a win. But it was like at 15, like the whole week. I'm like, God, we suck. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit demoralizing, but it's like, I guess this podcast is mostly for us. So whatever. Yeah. Well, the trick too is if you want, like you just got to keep uh, posting and like, putting hashtags like i haven't posted like since last weekend i really should like we should probably like at least post like each of us like once a day on on our twitter Twitter yeah and use hashtags and stuff like if you use hashtag game dev like there's a ton of like people who will uh like retweet like we got a bunch of retweets and stuff like that and likes well maybe not likes but a lot of retweets from you know some of them were bots but some of them were like other game dev groups and stuff like that so yeah um yeah we do it doesn't need to... like it just because that's how you brought in your horizons like there's so many podcasts i've found just because one person i followed retweeted something like that's how i found crit juice i like tweeted something about dungeons and dragons <clears throat> Or I was following a group about Dungeons and Dragons, and they retweeted. Um, I was searching for the hashtag like D and D or something like that, and I found this these people I follow. They retweeted this thing about this podcast called Crit Juice, and I was like, "Oh shoot!" And now I swear to God, I'm like one of their most like devoted followers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens to me a lot too. Maybe not necessarily Twitter, but like, like for instance, the Gamkito one. Like, I wouldn't have found that if I didn't like look up you know game development on you to me and found that free chorus and now like right, I, yeah. I love that podcast and like outside of that i've like watched some of uh chris Delion's like youtube videos and stuff so right um but yeah i think we do need to be more active um and we were talking a little bit before this like Rhett Rhett was showing me the uh game development subreddit and just like we should probably get a presence on on reddit if we want more people to listen to i think that'd be cool Plus that. That's how mine and Lee's podcast did so well. Yeah, that's true. Um, Because we catered right to that one. We like kind of advertised ourselves as like the official podcast of that subreddit. Oh. (laughs) No, we weren't official in any regard, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Plus that subreddit is pretty legit. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, uh, I'm really a big fan of that. Uh, There's a lot of subreddits that if you're a part of some sort of like, or want to be a part of some sort of community, Mm -hmm. um, following them and being involved is like really cool you know yeah. uh, the game dev subreddit's really good for that we are the music makers is really good um um podcasting is all right full of kind of snobs in my opinion but um and then also one i just recently followed is blacksmithing because i've been oh. <laughs> uh, working on building a blacksmith forge oh dang um, yeah, I really want to try to blacksmith something. <laughs> Dude, so. you are such like an eclectic person. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's awesome though. I, I that's something I've always admired about you. Like, I feel like you're always doing something interesting. Whereas, like, um, for me, I've gotten a lot better over the years. But like, at times, I'm like, dang, I'm so bored. Like, what should I do? And then I'm like, well, what would Rhett do? <laughs> 
<laughs> like Rhett would be like, you know, researching some random thing or like, I don't know, learning well, how to play and, a different instrument or something. Well, yeah, I discovered long ago, and I feel bad this this episode so far has little to do with game development. Um, That's all but right. I discovered long ago, it's like, because I decided pretty much like when I was 19 or like 20 or so, like I'd gone to college a little bit. But I quickly got bored and realized that, like, a lot of the things I wanted to do, like, I wasn't going to learn from a degree. Like, I wasn't going to learn just by, like, showing up to a class and, like, getting marks. So I left college and decided to, like, make a point of, you know, trying to make a life without having a college degree. And it helps. Like, I've married someone who has a college degree and is going for their master's. So like, obviously like (laughs) I have, you know, um, yeah, you still don't benefit of that. Right. Exactly. And I don't bemoan anyone who has a degree, like kudos for you. Like sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm like, man, like, why didn't I study science? Like I could have went to school and become a scientist or why didn't I study like, you know, and I kind of have this weird vision of like, if I ever do go back to school, I'm going to go get a degree. That's like, absolutely useless in like the in, in like most so like academics a, minds like a degree like mine you mean because <laughs> i you wake up and you're like man why don't i have a degree that's useful or you know like why don't i have a degree and i'm like i wake up i'm like man why don't i have a degree that's useful <laughs> i uh for for you listening i majored in film studies so it's not uh very applicable to the workforce. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get, uh, sometimes I think about going back and getting a philosophy degree just to like kind of make a mockery of people who make me feel like less because I don't have a degree. <laughs> um, but then I feel like that's a huge waste of money and I could spend that like doing other stuff. Um, but so when I had that realization though, that I wanted to make a go of it without it, I also realized like, well, I'm going to have to like always be like moving towards goals I want, which included like building my own business, which I've done. That was like a huge, like every year I create a list of 100 things that I want to try that year or do. And a few years ago, it included like starting a podcast and building a website and starting my own business. And now it's, I want to make sure I'm like traveling and I want to make sure that I'm trying new things. And this year blacksmithing made the list. So, um, hopefully making a video game made a list. (laughs) Uh, well, I wasn't on the list originally, but after we like started talking about it and getting interested, like, d- yeah, for sure. Like my goal kind of lined up the same way as yours, like having something on an app store, Yeah. um, you know, like learning to code entered the list. Cause I, I will say I like, create the list at the beginning of the year. Um, I try to have it like a quarter done by new year's day. Um, but then I'm always adding to the list. And so it's usually by the time the, like by the time September comes around, I have a full 100 things, um, but I always try to make sure it's a hundred every year that's and I've done crazy. this for five years in a row now. Wow. That's awesome, um, dude. Yeah. And it includes things like every, there's a lot of things that are like repeat that make the list, like sure. write a novel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, other things too, like, um, sometimes there's like small things that make the list, um, just like routine daily habits that I want to form. Um, yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. And just getting out there and like meeting meeting new people and like exposing yourself to mindsets. That's where I was going with the whole Reddit thing. Like being exposed to these things and seeing who like the regulars are and who's like willing to help out newcomers. Like it's just a yeah. cool thing and it really inspires me to like see, 
you know, and a lot of these groups, like people post their stuff and they're like, Hey, I'm a first timer. Like, what do you think? And that's like where I'm at with game dev yeah, now too. Us. It's like, I'm really, yeah, exactly. I'm super interested in the community. I'm super interested in like helping people, even though like I'm a scrub, like I really want to like spread the message that like anybody can do what they want. Well, I have, um, uh, I have something that came up. I just went to the game dev Reddit, subreddit and one of the top mm-hmm. posts is, can a single guy make a game from scratch except for the game engine? I'm like, dude, we should we should post to this guy. Like, show him, show him what we're doing. Hell like, yeah, dude. Let's inspire him. <laughs> yeah, after we're done, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll double team him. <laughs> yeah. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like a double team like sexually what were you talking about <laughs> God. just kidding uh, uh yeah dude yeah i'm just i just really want people to know they can do stuff like you know if you don't have a degree or you do have a degree or you don't know something or you do know something like you can learn anything you want in this world um we're all connected via the internet mm-hmm. and i mean or just like your library like <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, I I work at a library, so it's easier for me. But like, it's crazy how much stuff a library has. Like, some libraries have tools you can check out. Yeah. Like some libraries have, but like, so many free resources. Yeah. Um, and um, there's a subreddit on Reddit somewhere all about like the benefits of your library, and like people post like things that they learned about their library that week, <laughs> and like you could read any one of these posts and instantly be like well i'm gonna go to renew my library card or whatever yeah. like <laughs> well like my the library i work for i mean eugene is not that that big of a city i mean for oregon it's like one of the bigger ones but compared to like you know la or wherever it's tiny and our library has a maker space um yes. which is pretty cool like they have 3d printers they have all kinds of like animation software um they have like uh, a lab set up for uh, like sound editing and kind of like I can't I don't know what program they use but something like logic or something for people to make you know recordings and all that kind of stuff and that's amazing like it's all free if people wanted to to use it they just have to have a library card like then they can yeah. use it. So. And that's very cool. That's a really common thing in bigger libraries too. Like uh, a lot of them have like 3d printers for you to use now. Like, I mean, it's just, it's so amazing the things that your library can offer. And they offer these things because like, they're all about community, Yep. which is like something that has like been lost. I feel like when we were kids, but like the older I get, the more interested I become in that aspect of like building community and building a network of people who are interested in sharing ideas and, and, tools and resources you know which is what we're trying to do here and it's part of like why we're so enthusiastic about it yeah exactly and and the makers movement it's like one of the things like when i was in college that really inspired me to leave college um yeah because there's people there you know it's like and adam savage who was on mythbusters he's like one of the guys on mythbusters like I was listening to a podcast with him and Neil deGrasse Tyson one time, whom I do really respect Neil deGrasse Tyson, but the older I get, like the more I wonder, I feel like he's sometimes says dumb shit. (laughs) Um, And one of the things that was dumb is he was talking with Adam Savage and he was like, well, you're an educated man. And he's like, uh, no, I'm, I'm not. And he goes, what? You don't have a college degree. 
He's like, no. And he's like, well, okay, fine. You have a high school diploma. And he's like, um, I don't. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> and Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of like, he give him you know, he recovered, but he kind of shit on him a little bit. And I was just like, okay, yeah. like, this is what I'm going to set out to do. Um, yeah, I could see that. But, but yeah, yeah, like, I mean, we want people to know, like, you just have to try. I mean, and, and I mean, on top of that, like, if you're getting stuck, like, there are people out there who want to help you, whether it's your people at your local library who will help you find different resources or, you know, someone on Reddit to give you inspiration or, you know, us. You know, check, <laughs> like, know. local, fa- like, check local Facebook groups Yeah. Um, for your city. Like, um, I live in a really small town, but I swear, like, we, uh, the Facebook group for this town is so great. Like, I'm pretty kept to date on, you know, on, on, like, current events in the city, but also, like, people wanting to, like, build communities and, like, help people learn things mm-hmm. and trade resources or trade services, which is, like, a really cool one that I'm a big fan of. Yeah, that is cool. Um, and I noticed, like, a lot of cities have, like, even Salem has groups like that. Portland, I've looked and seen, like, they have a lot of groups like that. And so check your city's, like, Facebook pages for <clears throat> things like that, you know? It, it's, like, another resource. Craigslist is another one. The message boards on Craigslist, um, the ads on Craigslist, like, a lot of people are wanting to, like, share resources, trade services, you know? It's like, hey, I'll teach you code if you can teach me whatever. Or, hey, I'll help you do this if you can help me do that. Or, um, And all these things, they're just, like... Very, very, very useful resources in that regard. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, well, getting a little bit back on track. Sorry, that was that was a great talk, though. <laughs> yeah, very, <laughs> kind of a unique episode yeah. for you guys this week. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I think we're kind of. I mean, I don't want to say we're at a crossroads, but we're. This week just felt different, and I think um, it, it's another one of those kind of like that episode when we decided <laughs> to go for the uh, console application. We're kind of right. we're kind of like broadening out. Like, obviously, I want to keep working on that. I'm stoked to keep working on that project. Well, but, and we're uh, getting to like all the be- like all the sweet spots exactly. too. So, yeah, I'm excited to keep working on that. Um, I'm excited to see. Like, I'm so excited to have a finished product for it and yeah. be able to like show it to my friends and be like, "Look at this!" <laughs> yeah, like, dude. I know. Same here. Which uh, we'll definitely post the exe file uh, once we're done. Um, this week, yeah. we what we accomplished this week. Uh, is getting us closer to having a fight, like the fighting mechanics, which will be big once we... It might... I think it, it feels a little slow going because it is pretty, like, nitty-gritty. Um, yeah. And we had to kind of refresh ourselves on, like, what we had decided for the mechanics for that. <laughs> so that took a long time. Um, we ended up writing code that we had already written. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, oh, yeah, whoops, we wrote this. But that old one is not quite right, so let's delete that. <laughs> Yeah. Um which is fine. But uh um well going going back a little ways. Um this week I also um since I was a little more solo, I guess, than the last few weeks, um I I needed some inspiration and uh I watched a decent amount of game developers conferences. Um I finished that episode with I'm glad uh, you're into those. Dude, they're awesome. Um, and if you get a chance, I don't know if you've seen it or not, or listeners, um, I finished watching the the one with the maker of Diablo. 
And dude, oh right, I talked a little bit about it last week, but it's so worth it. Um, that guy is pretty cool, and just like seeing how they did it back then, I think there's a lot of good like little nuggets uh, that he he gave, and just seeing insight into how a game development company worked back in the early or mid '90s. You know, like things were way right. different, but like there there's still a lot you can learn from it, like knowing your roots and everything. So. I, well, and it's amazing, like, how many of those games still hold up. Like, me and Lee were talking about this the other day, because I'm trying to encourage him to come back and podcast with me more for our Morrowind-themed one. And he's like, well, I just want to talk about, like, computer RPGs in general, like, not so much Morrowind. And I was like, well, that's fine. Like, we can work that in. And and he's talking about he's been playing um, this game called Arcanum. And just, like, I've never really played Arcanum. I played it briefly, but, the like, the depth of this game is just amazing. And same with, like, Planescape Torment, which is, like has some of the most lines of dialogue of any game ever um, <laughs> and more dialogue options and all this stuff. It's like so amazing. And it's like these games are in the same vein as like Diablo and like Baldur's Gate. Um, not that Diablo is more action RPG. Baldur's Gate is turn-based obviously, but these games were so like fleshed out and so fun. Like the feeling I got playing these games for the first time is amazing. And there's some really great games coming out now, obviously, but AAA money and like, uh, and game developers like doesn't really get you everything all the time, you know, and yeah. some of the best games that have come out in recent memory have been indie titles. I mean, yeah. look at, I don't know if you followed any of the hype on mass effect Andromeda a little bit. I saw some posts about it. Oh God. Like I was so excited about this game, but I'm glad I didn't buy it on release. Cause first of all, it's 70 fucking dollars. Uh. And second of all, uh, it looks horrible and the voice acting is horrible and the animations are horrible. <laughs> and, I mean, it looks like it looks like somebody like literally took the Mass Effect engine of one of the last games and tried to like make their own project for it and like failed miserably. You know, like um uh but it's funny. Um I I wanted to talk about some some of the other resources I I looked at this week and one of them uh I listened to like nine episodes of this podcast called Game Dev Unchained and uh it's a really good podcast. It's it's about these the two hosts are guys that one's a game designer and one's a artist and they both work for AAA companies i can't remember which one they work for um but it's really interesting hearing them talk about it like they really make you not want to go into game development uh as like a day job you know because like you know, you're working like 60 hours a week at times. Uh, a lot of companies limit what you can do on your own time. Like you can't make your own your own games, a lot of them. Um, also, like you're moving around a lot. Like you work on one game and then like, you know, maybe that game doesn't do so well. So you get laid off or like the game finishes. So then they lay people off and you have to go find a job somewhere else. And like these people are like moving all around the country, like all the time. And, like, it's crazy, like, what they go through, like, all... F- well, you hear the stories about, like, EA and these things, and so they'll get these, like, these um, recent college graduates to come in and code their AAA titles, like the like Call of Duty or, you know, Mass Effect, I, I'm guessing it was one of them, or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but they, they get these people, and then it comes, comes down to crunch time, and they have these guys, like, working 80 or 90 hours a week. Yeah, and they burn out. And just killing him and what happens is they burn out and these guys leave the industry and never go back yep 
Well, and um, they talk about that a lot. I guess the average uh, like career is five years for AAA developers because people get burned out. They work on some projects, just like you said, for like 80 hours a week at crunch time. And, and cons- I mean, keep in mind that what they're doing is very specific. Like one of the guys is literally just a landscape artist and that's all he does. So can you imagine right. working 80 hours a week just designing like landscape or, you know, they talk, they joke yeah. about guys who like only do walk animations and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, dude, how repetitive can you get? Um, you know, and, and maybe this is just me, like my mind, because um, like I've built a small business myself, but to me, I hear those stories and I'm like, I'm like, why? Like, I'm, I understand like people want security and job security, but it seems like you hear all the stories about these guys who go to work for themselves and it was a lot harder and they had a lot more work to do, but you get to wear more hats and it sounds way more fulfilling, right? Like, I don't know. That's, um, uh, that's kind of what the theme of the podcast is starting to kind of turn into. Um, is basically like these guys are not satisfied with their jobs. And so they're starting to make like side incomes and like encourage people to, um, you know, be able to do something like indie development. And like, what's interesting, the last episode I listened to, they were talking about how um, Activision bought out uh, the makers of Candy Crush for $6 billion. And I didn't know that. <laughs> but yeah uh they, all those small developers like that make those mobile games get bought up like really quickly yeah and and well that's this is what's <laughs> happening is that these triple a developers they are making tons of money but they're spending so much up front that they end up not actually making that much money and so yeah, they're starting to go stupid. more like mobile and uh you know they don't spend nearly as much they turn they churn out games faster and then those games end up being much more successful because of it you know it's kind of crazy so if you guys get a chance uh take a look at game dev unchained it's pretty cool the guys on there are really funny too which which is uh i always feel like a weirdo because i'm like on the bus you know with my headphones (laughs) and i just start like busting up laughing laughing. (laughs) um but yeah it's pretty crazy like the insight that they give you like one thing that i just thought was crazy and i'm i'm like a super saver like i don't like to spend money I'm always trying to invest as much as I can into like my 401k and stuff. And uh, all these guys like are saying, oh yeah, like I've already taken money out of my 401k. It's not going to last me to retirement. Like it doesn't even matter like that, like I was taxed 30%. Like I needed the money because like it's so hard working in this industry. So they all want to like go to indie basically. And that's kind of the direction we want to go. So Good. Well, that's really cool and really inspiring <laughs> because... Yeah. I, I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, you know, me, me and you were talking about this like maybe a few episodes ago or maybe not even on the podcast, but it's like I wear so many different hats, like kind of freelancing and doing all this stuff. And it sucks when it comes down to crunch time because then I'm busy and life sucks for a while. Like today, <clears throat> well, yesterday was my first day off in like five weeks or something like that. Um, like, I mean, my first like real day off where I did nothing. Like I literally... I went and podcasted with my brother-in-law yesterday and it was like felt glorious. <laughs> um, and uh, so when things get stressful, they get stressful. But at the same time, like I don't feel beholden to any one thing. Yeah. 
And uh, it's been pretty glorious. Like even going back part time um, to the store, uh, I don't like I could not care what happens if I get fired there. So it's like I have these people come up to me and and I get more respect to that store than I did when I actually worked there and actually cared because these guys come up to me and oh, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job. I'm like, it sounds like you are. We'll never have this conversation again. Do you understand? <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. And now they're like really nice to me, you know, like, and they don't try to tell me how to do my job. Or like one of these old ladies, she was like, um, she said something like, I was trying to check out at this line and this old lady called me over who she's like one of the managers. And she's like, uh, you can come check out over here. And I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, unless you want to go over there and flirt with that, you know, bimbo or whatever. And it was like some annoying, uh, employee who has like a bullshit nickname for me and I hate her and like I never talk to her I ne- I've never even spoken a word to her but she always like calls out to, hey smiley like whenever I come in and she's like so this old lady's like unless you want to go flirt with that bimbo over there and I was like why would I want to flirt with that bimbo when I can when I can uh, <laughs> what did I say like something like why would I want to flirt with that bimbo when I can come over here and get verbally harassed by by you oh jeez <laughs> and and she was just like, she kind of laughed at that. That was the only time I'd ever seen her smile or laugh ever. That's funny, and, uh, and now she's really nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just an asshole to these people and they're really nice. What's funny is I find some people that are like that, that, are, that just seem really mean. If you like flick it back at them, then they're the nicest people to you. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. It's like, it's like they need you to be mean back to them so that they so you like earn their respect and then they're like cool people i don't get that it's like a monkey like a remnant monkey brain thing maybe like that has to be yeah like because it's kind of like i just decided i wasn't gonna let anybody like take ground for me at this place i don't want to work here i don't care i'm here literally for the money yeah and so i just stood my ground on it these people are like we got to do the blah blah blah. i'm like no i don't (laughs) oh okay i guess you don't have to i'm like you know, I'm like, you got a problem with it? Go ahead and tell my boss that he can fire me. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, um, dude. <laughs> which I don't encourage any listener to be like that unless you have... I have, like, literally, like, six or seven jobs right now. So, um, I have very diversified income. Um, which is great. I don't rely on any one thing. Yeah, it's really the way to go. And that's why I'm excited to learn new skills like this. That You know, I'm the monetizing isn't, like, the it's not like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. The pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is like learning a skill and being able to do something that's really fulfilling. And then if money comes like money comes, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I don't write every day and hoping to like make a fortune. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, we're at an hour, but I did want to, yeah. I did want to mention a couple things too. Um, I also, one of the, I think maybe like 20 minutes ago, I was like, trying to go on this track but of course we get sidetracked (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's all good man i mean i do too so um if you guys get a chance um check out the game windowsill it's uh i got it in a a humble bundle i think i maybe actually bought it on steam too at one point um and i first played it like probably four or five years ago and i was like God, this game sucks. Like, what is this game? This is stupid. It's so, like, abstract and, like, it looks terrible, whatever. Um, but I watched that at the Game Developers Conference um, with uh, the guy who was, like, an artist for Monument Valley. And he mentioned, like, a lot of inspiration came from that game Windowsill. I was like, oh, I have that game. I should play it. 
So I played it and I like went through the whole game in like 45 minutes. And it's basically kind of like a machinarium kind of game. It was really abstract. You have like this little car. It's like going across the screen and you have to like open a door at the other side of the screen so you get into like the next room. And like there's just all these very obscure puzzles that you go through and makes you kind of think weird. You have to like, it, it was interesting. It felt like pretty experimental. Like you have to learn these like very abstract things in a short amount of time. Um, well, I guess it's not timed, but you have to learn these weird, really weird things in order to advance. And it was a lot of fun. Like I, I had a really good time with it. It reminded me how much I enjoy puzzle games. Um, and it made me think like, you know, this could be a, a kind of a game that Rhett and I could make in Unity eventually. Um, right. Yeah. And just thinking about <clears throat> thinking about um, you know the the gameplay as being like pretty simple, the art style pretty simple. Like it, it's just something that as an early game developer, um, I I feel like I drew inspiration from. And that was one of the things this week that I kind of focused on since I was like kind of struggling with code this week. Um, I wanted to spend some time playing games because I don't actually spend all that much time playing games anymore. And if I'm going to be making games, I want to play games, um, especially ones right. that are indie games that I can draw inspirations from. So I played Windowsill. I started up uh, Dungeons of Dreadmore, uh, which was a lot oh, yeah. of fun. It's like a so good kind of like a roguelike game dungeon crawler. Um, all of the Easter eggs in that game, too, are so like the, all the flavor text is like my favorite <laughs> stuff like what do you mean by that maybe i haven't gotten um, there yet well i don't know how much you've played it but i've sunk dozens of hours into this game okay. um but like for instance like when you're looking at the skills mm-hmm. uh like one of the skills is called promethean magic which is a really clever name first of all uh and it's basically just their name for fire spells right um and and the flavor text for promethean magic is um when you have to bring fire to people no matter what or something like that you know like <laughs> which is what prometheus did obviously yeah well they have but it also has like a funny little like flavor to it yeah it's definitely a comical game at times like i i realized that too when i was first making my character and you're picking like five skills or something like some of them just sounded like completely useless based off the description and that made me laugh i'm like why would i even want this but i bet it'd be you know, pretty cool um, There's some really awesome abilities. Out. I, I've played that game so much, and I whenever I play it now, I just like I roll like I randomize the skills and I play just to like see see what happens, you know. And it's like I've maxed out, and the spells get ridiculous when they get max level too. Really? Like, oh yeah, yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, and there's some like really broken ways to play the game. Okay. Yeah, you know, well, like I can you can see... beat it pretty easily if you figure out what skills work best. And yeah, I could see it being just like something you play over and over and over again, um, which is cool. Well, because it has like that permadeath thing, which right. is like, I mean, that's like all roguelike. So, and yeah. every time you start over, like everything's randomized. Yeah, which is you know, cool. Like the dungeon floors. Yeah, it's so fun. That's one of my favorite uh, games. Like that, I've uh, that like. I played that a ton before FTL came out, and then FTL came out, and I was uh, like, all right, screw you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like space more. I was thinking about playing some more FTL, because I probably sunk 10 hours, but it's a fun game, and I I, oh. I didn't like play it all that much. So, um, Oh my god, that's like my favorite indie game. <laughs> yeah. It's so good, yeah. and all of the unlockables are... It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that game's so great. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to, uh like Heavy Rain is another like good one that's like really fun. Mm-hmm. Or not Heavy Rain. God, Risk I always of call rain? It that. Um 
Risk of Rain. I think you. I may have that on Steam. Have to look. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, you do. I do. It's, I have um, it installed really right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a little platformer, dude, yeah. and it's so fun. Yeah, I'm, uh, and that's um, kind of one of my goals, I guess, um, is when I do have some downtime where I just want some entertainment, um, playing some of these indie games, um, you know, makes me, like, Dungeons of Dreadmore, that was another reason I started doing art, because, like, the artwork is great, but it's also fairly simple, you know? Yeah. So. Um, well, good for you, man. Yeah. That's a really fun, yeah, I hope you get to play some more games this week. Yeah, for sure. Good for you. Yeah. I also uh, I mentioned that to you. I think that I I picked up or I installed uh, Shogun Two Total War, um, just because we're going to Japan. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, dude, Shogun's really fun. Uh, we should play that together sometime. Yeah, dude, I'd be down. Do some campaign or just some battles or something. Yeah, That'd dude, that would be awesome. Talk about Japan. Play some Shogun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is another really fun game. I really want to play. Uh, that's Japanese-based called Shadow Tactics. I can't run it on my computer right now, though, but I got I just got a new graphics card for my desktop, so I'm oh, going to cool. install that and hopefully be able to play it. Yeah. Because that game looks so awesome. I think I was looking at that the other day. I played the demo for an hour, and it's really fun. It's like just a stealth uh, top-down yeah, dude. game where you... It's on yeah. my wish list, apparently. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. it's dope. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, kind of looks like... And they, uh, uh, the ja- they have Japanese voice acting in it, and it's like really oh, well hell done. hell yeah. Um, I was gonna say, it kind of looks like. Did you ever play Commandos back in the day? Yes, it, it's based off of Commandos. Is it? Oh, dude, it's I'd like love not, that. Yeah, this is like Japanese Commandos. I dude. played yeah, the yeah, crap yeah. out I love of Commandos, Commandos dude. <clears throat> Game was so fun. Yeah, and I love the the artwork. Uh, Commandos too. Two is like oh, impossible. I know, dude. <laughs> yeah, I had to use. Uh, I remember the cheat to unlock the the levels, like Gonzo and John. <laughs> Uh, but because like me and John Finkley were playing that game, um, I bought it and I like called him on my mom's cell phone in like seventh grade. And I was like, dude, I got this sick game. And this was when like the game packages for PC games, they were like huge. You know what I'm talking about? Humongous. Yeah. And so I had like this gigantic game box. I'm like looking at it, like talking to him, like describing the pictures and I get it home. We play it. And the first level is like freaking impossible. Um, like the first main one, it's like you're at at night and you're this like unarmed like stealth guy. You have to like go through the whole level. It's like, dang, this is so hard. So we unlocked the cheats and like played some of the other levels, and I ended up beating probably like seventy percent of the levels. But it was like so hard. Um, I can't. Yeah, it's so hard. Yeah, and I picked that pack up. Like they had a Commandos pack on Steam like maybe six months ago for like five bucks for all three of them. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, ha- I, yeah, I have them all too. Yeah, fun games. Um, anyways, uh, goals from last week. How'd you do? Yeah, how'd you do? <laughs> uh, I did okay actually. It was it was eye opening because my goal from last week was to stay away from the news, and I did for the most part. I did find myself like looking at um, like my Google feed, uh. You know, like once a day, which wasn't terrible. Yeah. But it was like crazy. I, I like pick, I found myself like picking up my phone, like getting on Twitter and like clicking on moments. I'm like, oh shoot, I shouldn't look at this. And then I like put it away. So it was like kind of yeah. eye opening how many times I did that. So good for you. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, dude. I, I tried to stay away from the news as well. I know that wasn't necessarily my challenge, but I, I tried to. And um, I did find myself, I got sucked into it a little bit like the other day. Um, 
God, like I had to have been like almost right after Friday. Like I accidentally got sucked in when they like were talking about the tax return from like 2005. That oh got yeah. Released. Um, I think that was like and also, a week and a half ago, but yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe that was after. I, okay. I like yeah. tried, I checked to see if we had the channel for Rachel Maddow and we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it. But, uh, somebody on Facebook was like streaming it. So I kind of watched it. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was like the whole uh, when the FBI like released that there were like really big ties with uh, his campaign manager to Russia. He was getting paid like ten million dollars a year. Oh snap! Um, See, I didn't know that because I, I didn't look at the news. <laughs> Uh, I, I know I, I saw it in a headline and I was like be strong Rhett be strong and then there I was like watching the coverage like, I was like no <laughs> but that was like the one that was like the one thing that sucked me in uh, was this uh what's his name Paul Mano- Manafort Manafort yeah Manafort yeah. oh god dude he's on he was on Russian payroll oh, god <laughs> I know dude it's crumbling around him yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it feels so great. Sorry if you disagree with us, listener, but also not really sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, did you? Well, you had a busy week, so I assume. <laughs> also, your your batting average is pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You should just like let's make this my like my goal for life, and that'll be my goal for life to like actually get some more coding time in. Yeah, and um, and. So uh, make a different goal for me. I, I assume <laughs> that you didn't program this last week. Almost not at all. Um, did you buy the C sharp book? Uh, I have it in my cart. I have it. I right. was waiting for this Friday. I was waiting for today to buy it because today's payday. It's so. kind of like saying like, oh yeah, like I brought my homework home and I like had it in my binder. <laughs> yeah. Well, this costs twenty dollars, <laughs> I- Mister. I work at a library. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. I I know I yeah. say that all the time though that was like my biggest excuse at school it's like I took it home and then didn't bring it back yeah um no I got that C sharp players guide I put it in my cart because I wanted to wait for payday which yeah. is today no for sure so I'm I'll buy that a hard time <laughs> no you're not <laughs> wow Rhett. You're being serious my feelings are really hurt <laughs> jeez Rhett earn more money God I know dude no, I'm the... totally not saying that <laughs> well. Now I have to give up on all my hopes and dreams yeah. so they'll make more money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. End um, of podcast. Like, it's just me. <laughs> uh, whatever, dude. Um, but, no, that's all right. Uh, we should, though, um, we should, like, put something on the calendar for both of us so that we can uh, we can sit down and have you start programming because... I'm starting yeah, like I want to take the wheel. I'm feeling like way more confident yeah. lately and like ready to Well, I felt bad the last couple of times and I've said this multiple times, but I felt bad especially the last couple of times cuz like we're getting into some area where I'm not really sure how to proceed and so yeah. oftentimes it's like silent and I'm like, "Well, we have to do this." And I just kind of start trying stuff and like then you're quiet or like you'll suggest something and I'm like, "No, I don't think it's that." <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's fine i don't care <laughs> like unless like if you say something like really hurtful like yeah it's gonna hurt my feelings but if you're just like being 
uh, you know, practical. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, like, be hurt over it. If you're like, you're a fucking idiot, Rhett. Everything <laughs> you suggest is shit. You're dragging this project down. <laughs> fucking kill yourself. Oh like, God, yeah, uh, my feelings might be a little hurt. but <laughs> Okay, well, hopefully, I mean, I know I haven't gone that far, but uh, hopefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not yet, at least, yeah. Uh, but hopefully I haven't hurt your feelings. <laughs> no, no, not at all, dude. Okay, and dude. as far as, like, projects come like this, like, I feel like I try to have really thick skin. Um, yeah. So, like, you're never going to hurt my feelings unless you're trying to. Yeah. So, like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm silent because it's like I know I don't have anything to offer at that moment. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, goals for this week. One thing, this may just be kind of a blanket general goal. I thought it'd be a good idea, and maybe this would help you with coding, um, is for both of us to try to spend, I don't know, 15 minutes a day uh, for the next week drawing pixel art or sketching or whatever, and then an additional 15 minutes actually typing code. Okay. Like have Visual Studio open or whatever. Okay. You know what else I thought would be helpful for you? Um, use uh use .NET Fiddle the website because dude I was I was gonna send you a text message the other day but I ended up getting really caught away at work about um it might have been that what's it called .NET Fiddle I think that's it let me uh we'll link this in the show notes because .NET Fiddle is legit any like oh yes yeah. yes any I wanted something for work. Yeah, dude. I sometimes pull this up at work too when I'm trying to test something. Okay, um, yeah, that was I was gonna text you, but I got really carried away at work. Uh, if it wasn't this week, it was like the week before. I was gonna ask, like, is there a tool that I could use at work that obviously like isn't I like I don't need to install? Okay, dude, I'm so happy that you said this. Well, also this is uh for for anyone out there. So like a fiddle basically is like kind of like an IDE in your browser um, where you just can type some some code from some kind of language into like a text field and then the website like compiles the code for you and like gives you the output um, so .NET fiddle is a good one for like learning .NET or a C sharp but you can also switch to vb.net and f sharp um, which we don't use but um, but I'm gonna also link to this this one here um, if you're ever not sure like where to go, there's this website called fiddles.io and uh-huh. basically it just gives you a huge list of all the websites that are like this, like that are like one of them is jsfiddle.net, .netfiddle.net. Um uh, cool. You know, and then they just give you it's right in your browser. So, and I Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I feel like that might help you because, you know, getting into Visual Studio, it's like you're learning a new tool which can be intimidating. And also just feel like a lot of work just getting into it. So yeah, it is. It is a kind of a roadblock sometimes. Yeah, which is like. I mean, it sounds super stupid, but yeah. I mean, it's just like one extra obstacle towards being in the right frame of mind. Exactly. So we'll link those in the show notes because um, I use oh, I use .NET you. Fiddle all the time. It's not great for everything related to C sharp, but especially if you're just learning like for loops or like. Yeah, you want to yeah, yeah, yeah. test something out. It works good for that. So when I just wanted something when I was at work to be able to just like get the finger strokes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just just get some muscle memory rolling and do some stuff that I'm familiar with and like maybe some little puzzles yeah. and stuff like 
some little coding puzzles well, to solve. Um, the other cool thing so, is that yes. you can, uh, if you create an account there, you can save your fiddles. Uh, um, oh, cool. So it's kind of nice. Then you just have it up, you know. But Great tool, dude. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so yeah, dude, I um I like the sketch. I like coding 15 minutes a day. Um and I'm going to let's see. Uh I'm going to also add that we should uh podcast goal here. We should each of us do two tweets a day from the podcast Twitter. Okay. Um just concerning anything like tweet out a resource tweet uh like something that you did uh two of us each a day so four total okay i'm writing these down. shouldn't be too hard uh, another thing i just wrote down is uh let's create a reddit account i have a reddit account for us Not for our podcast no. okay well now i think for us we should have our own reddit account do you have a Reddit account yourself? I don't. I should make one. Maybe that could be my goal. I was going to say, I was going to say, well, why don't you make the, um, well, never mind. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, shoot. I should have a Reddit, a Reddit account. I'm on there all the time. I just don't ever post. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird how many people don't have Reddit accounts. It's strange to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand. I understand it, but. Um... Oh, one more thing. One other cool resource that I found, uh, that podcast, Game Dev Unchained, they were talking about this uh, website called ArtStation. Ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Um, no. It's pretty cool. Uh, you can get the app um, or you can just go on their website. And it's basically just like artists go on. Usually it's related to game development. They go on and they like post art they've been working on. So I spent some time this week like looking through some of those as like inspiration. Um, kind of like a deviant art type. Yeah, kind of like deviant art. Um, yeah, this looks cool. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I uh, didn't find a lot of um, pixel art though, which was a little disappointing. But I'm sure there's some on there. So all art's pixel art, but it's digital, bro. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, good point. Um, all right. Well, this has been a crazy long episode. I assumed it would be like 20 or 30 minutes since we I know. <laughs> didn't. I don't feel, I could always cut this up too. Eh. Um, I don't think it's been but bad. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. No, it's been fun. Like we didn't get a lot done on the game, but we got a lot done. Yeah, exactly. And we're inspired. Hopefully the, uh, hopefully you listener have been inspired and, um, yeah. Anything else to add before we go? Yeah, I think that's been been a good episode. Thanks for uh, tuning in, guys. Um, again, you could reach our Twitter at uh, at da- uh, wow, God, at Game Devs Quest, and uh, email gdq at airpodcast uh, Of course, and if you guys feel like calling, we do have a phone number six five seven triple eight three eight three five. Just leave a message, and uh, we'll get back to you. You know, and if um, you're funny, maybe we'll play on the podcast. Maybe not. This is our show. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I guess that's it. Yeah, I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. Thanks, guys. Cue that music. Yeah.